0: What stories are holding you back? What stories have you held on to? And what stories is it time to let go of? Join me in today's episode as we dive into how stories are impacting our decisions. I'm JJ DeGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. When is the last time you've analyzed the stories you tell yourself? Now, some of you may be thinking, JJ, what are you talking about? I guess I really didn't realize this either until 2016 when I decided to take up mindfulness. This was not something I jumped into on my own. I actually met with a therapist a few times that highly encouraged me to take up mindfulness. I initially declined, and after the third visit, She said, JJ, if you don't go and take mindfulness, I cannot see you anymore. Because it's the stories in your mind that are impacting the joy in your life. Now, for me at the time, I really could not connect the dots on that statement. It's the stories in your head that are impacting the joy in your life. I didn't even know I had stories. I didn't even realize how I was talking to myself. And I was lucky enough to have an eight-week course designed by John Kabat-Zinn, taught by Suzanne here at a local hospital. The first few weeks, I was a horrible student. I was trying to take notes. I was going through my to-do list. I was even checking up on the local score. But after the third week, I finally eased into the program. I gave myself space and time to really think about what she was saying how she was moving us through each exercise. And what I realized is I was so busy living in the past or planning the future. I was rarely in the present moment. Now, as you think about your life, you think about your activities, you think about the things that you're participating in. How often do you show up thinking about what has happened in the day or what needs to happen when you leave? Little did I know that I spent so much time in my head that I often wasn't really participating in the event, activity, meeting that I was part of. Sadly, I think I've missed out on so many fantastic moments because I was in my head talking to myself, telling myself a story, planning for what was next. But I think the biggest aha that came through all of these classes and readings and books that I have followed up on even after I left class, is that I have some stories on repeat, things I often tell myself that are impacting some of my decisions. So I'm not sure if you've thought about your stories, but let me dive into a few examples to give you some ideas of what my stories are and what are stories of other women I talk with, and then see if you can really get to the bottom of your stories. So before we jump into some specific stories, I think it's important to share why we have stories. For many of us, our stories are really a protection mechanism. They're things we've collected throughout our lives that help us alleviate pain, discomfort, and even overcome some fear. Now, all the stories we have collected along the way, some actually may be serving us but others may be defining us and even impacting us in ways that we don't even realize. Now, a few stories I've gathered along the way have actually come from Oprah and have come in very handy. One time I was at a tech conference in San Francisco and I was staying at a boutique hotel. And after I left dinner, I decided to walk home to my hotel, which was only a couple blocks. And the conference had 20,000 people there. So people were swarming the streets. It felt relatively safe. And I've traveled for years by myself. So I'm pretty aware of my surroundings. And as I was walking home, I recognized this gentleman standing at the corner of a street. He checked me out and I did him and I continued walking. But what I realized when I entered the boutique hotel that was only staffed by one person in the lobby is that he followed me into the hotel. He gave me a weird look kind of set me off to think, huh, this doesn't seem right. And as I was about to get on the elevator, I realized he kept coming closer and closer. So I stepped aside and he walked on the elevator. I remember back to an Oprah show saying, if you don't feel right, don't get on an elevator with somebody. It is a steel container. That story popped up for me in that instance. And I decided not to get on the elevator. And sure enough, the elevator went up and came back down. As I mentioned, it was a small hotel, and when the elevator came back down and the doors opened, guess who was on it? I'm pretty sure he did not belong in the hotel. But my instinct kicked in, the story I collected from Oprah back in the early 90s came forward, and when I brought the attention to him in the elevator, to the woman that was working the front desk, the doors shut again. This time, they went down into the garage. When I asked her, is there a way to get out of the garage? She said, yes, there is. And sure enough, when the elevator came back up, he was no longer on the elevator. Now for me, that's a story I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep that story. But what I might not keep is the story from eighth grade when I took a standardized test and I met with the guidance counselor and he shared with me that I would be lucky to have a postal job. Now that's probably not a story I should keep with me. But for many of us, we collect all the stories in our lives. And many of them, when things didn't go right, or people made us feel bad, or people told us, you know, now's not the right time, or you don't have the smarts to do that, or you probably don't have the capability to make that happen. For many of us, these stories linger and linger in our head. And many times they prevent us from moving forward because we convince ourselves that that is going to happen again, or that's the response that we can expect or will receive. So although there are very good stories that might be protecting you and helping you in bad situations, there's also other stories that can be preventing you from moving forward in fear of feeling not good enough, not ready, not prepared, or not the one. Now I decided to talk about this today because I've had some calls from some women that have been reaching out to me saying, you know, I really don't think I should do this, but I really want to. Or it's time for me to jump from this position to the next, but what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or who am I to decide that? Or should I really be feeling that? I think for many of us, we weigh our stories against different opportunities, and different outcomes. And sometimes these same stories really put us in a standstill. So stay tuned because I'm going to share with you three things you can do to really get a hold of your stories so that you can identify whether or not they're serving you or preventing you from taking a leap in the direction you desire. Now, some of you may be thinking, mindfulness is not for me. I've tried it. I've listened to the apps. But let me encourage you to pop over to my course, 10 Things I've Learned from My Mindfulness Practice. Now, this is something I was going to put a price on, but honestly, it is such a powerful tool for me that I want to share it with you for free. So if you visit the show notes, jjdigeronimo.com forward slash 21, you will find the link to the 10 Things I Learned From my mindfulness journey. Some of that includes why is it difficult to be mindful? How does your meditation assist with mindfulness? And 10 lessons I talk through with my teacher, Suzanne. There's MP3 files, and there's also how to get out of the hamster wheel of busy. So I hope you'll pop over to the show notes and download the 10 lessons I gained from my mindfulness practice. So some of you may be way ahead of me and already managing the talk track in your head. But for me and many women I talk to on a regular basis, I don't even think I recognized it. And I'm certain some of these women do not either. Because when I ask them how things are going or take me through the steps of what got you here or take me through the steps of what got you to this point, it is amazing the flood of information. And it really has two parallel tracks what happens outside them and what happens inside them. And it's astonishing to me how often what's happening inside is creating the energy for what's happening outside. Now, for some of you, you may be carrying a story with you that you revisit very often. In fact, a woman I talked to just today that really determined the recording of this episode said specifically to me, I just don't think I'm ready. I don't have enough certifications. I'm not even sure if I can do that. And during our conversation, I asked her, let's go back to the first time you remember not being ready, that somebody mentioned to you that you needed that next level of validation. And almost immediately, she jumped back to eighth grade and she referenced a story that harnessed that exact feeling that she is now pulling up at 29 years old. So for some of us, our stories are collected from decades ago. And one of the first steps of really understanding what stories are driving your decisions is first, you have to monitor your stories. You have to keep track of what is on replay in your head. So when you have situations happen to you, good or bad, what stories do you have on replay? Unfortunately for many of us, these stories beat us up on a regular basis. We tell ourselves we're not good enough, we're not ready, we're not qualified. Who are we to be asking for that? Keep track of the stories. I was so surprised how many of them really were detrimental to not only my mental health but many of my actions. So step number one is keep track of the stories. What are you telling yourself on a regular basis? Now you can write this down on a piece of paper or dictate it in your phone or when you go to bed at night kind of keep track of what's happened throughout the day and how you felt about it. It is really important that you keep track of the stories that are on replay in your head. Then number two is assess the stories. What stories are benefiting you and what stories are not? I think for many of us, we think that the things that are happening outside of us are what is impacting our feelings inside. But many times we first attach a story to the situation and then we attach a feeling. So for many of us, the stories are driving how we feel about something and ultimately what decisions we make because of it. So when you think about what stories you're telling yourself, how often, what are on repeat, really assessing, is it helping you or is it not helping you? And how do you get a handle on those stories? Number three, you have to create interception tools, interception conversations, intercepting the conversation you're having in your head. So for me, what I use is I say, I got this. As soon as I hear the story, like, JJ, you're not ready. I can't believe you said yes. You're not qualified. I immediately say out loud, I got this. Now I have said this in coffee shops. I have said this walking down the street, and I'm pretty sure I've said this in groups. I got this. Because you get that head turn, like, what is she talking about? Who is she talking to? Yes, I am talking to myself if you've happened to see me out in the street saying this, it's because I'm handling the self-talk in my head that's been driven by the stories that are impacting my decisions. So create an interception of those stories. For some it's I got this. For others it's like thank you so much. And even one woman says Yahoo! Because she wants to break the cycle of the conversation happening in her head. So whatever it is for you, recognizing you're starting that story thread, it's starting to play in your head and intercepting it. Now, it's important for me to share that it's difficult to keep track of your stories, assess them, and intercept them if you're not really in the present moment. If you're in your head all the time deciding about where you've been or where you're going and you're not in the present moment, it's difficult to know when these stories kick off because it's essentially in the back of your head on a replay reel. So for those of you that are really challenged with being in the present moment, I really suggest for you to start some mindfulness classes. Check out John Kabat-Zinn or check out other books like Dan Harrison's book, 10% Happier. There are many books out there that really help you sort of slow down, be in the moment that you're in. And in that opportunity, you have more time to assess what stories you're telling yourself and how they are impacting your decisions. Now, for some of you, this may take some time. Go easy on yourself and realize it is a process. Feel free to reach out to me or share this episode with other women so you can work on this together. Of course, I'll have podcast club questions and posts on Instagram. And for all of you out there far and wide that have been listening, let me know what you think of the podcast, post a review. I need the feedback definitely as I'm planning future episodes. So thank you for joining me and I look forward to seeing you again here next time.